Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So welcome to episode two of a slightly different named podcast. We had a a corrections corner earlier, um, which was basically last week when we did our podcast, someone got in touch with us to say that part of our name was too similar to to something else. And they were really polite, actually, about it and just asked if we could change it. And so, yes, of, of course, we don't want to have a similar name to something else. So this is now Bug Eyes Rock Pop Rambles. Boom. Yeah. We're still going to be drinking cocktails, though, Kerry. Because... And, oh, if you hear background noise, because someone mentioned it last week about, like, a tapping noise. And also, you know, um, is <laughs> Julia in the background. So, basically, we have Julia, my partner, who's sitting in the corner being sensible and working while we're sitting here drinking cocktails. So, please do be reassured that Beth, our daughter isn't in the care of some drunk maniac. You know, there is someone sensible in the room too, which is which is Julia. I'm like, who... headphones on, so I can hear the monitor. I can hear the monitor though, yeah. So Julia as a just... team, as a team, you form one... One, we, we are one, one sensible... One responsible parent. <laughs> <laughs> Together we make it work. So she might chime in every, every now and then, but if you hear tapping in the background, it's it's her. So yes... That sounded like a knock on the door, like an angry one. Um, <laughs> put your headphones on, go back to work. Earn some money to pay for this podcast. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, Kerry, I have a little surprise for you. I'm excited. This week. I've been um, waiting for this since I got here. I have to say, I don't know how long cocktail segment can happen in this podcast, unless it's a really short series, because... I just, I, yeah, basically my supply comes from M&S at London Bridge. Because you so, can't be bothered to actually make a cocktail. N- no, that's become quite clear to me. That my ambitions, <laughs> that will never happen. My ambitions of, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that, I'm going to look up really quirky, like, recipes. No, <laughs> It was no. a nice idea when we had it. It was never going to work. So, this week, what this we little got? treat, it is... Passion Star Martini Cocktail in a gold can. Ooh. In a gold can. It is a gold can. It's very special. Not convinced it's going to be gold standard, but it's in a gold can. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's it's got E331 in it. What more do you need? It's going to be bouncing off the walls by the end. Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, two measures of vodka in there. Yeah, the description, passion fruit juice and vanilla flavouring. With two measures of vodka. Of vodka. Probably really small ones. I feel like they could have been a bit more creative with that description. You know, they could have sold it a bit more. Do you want to, do you want to read the... Sev- to mix, invert, can, gently. Oh, wait, I'll do Open it. Open with on. care. Oh, invert, gently. Don't want to spray it all yeah, over so the... Yeah, so you're doing that, inverting yeah. Inverting gently. To prevent... The, yeah, and open with care to prevent the contents from leaking. Okay, I'm opening with care. The one bit we don't have, it says pour over ice. <laughs> We're not that special. <laughs> we will drink directly from the can. Yeah, I mean, it's in, you know, it's in a can. We're classy lasses. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like, um, I'm not sure how many variations of cocktails they've got 
in cans in M&S, so we might have to switch to beers. This isn't too bad. It's quite sweet. It's nice and passion it's, fruity. It is really sweet. It's better than last week's one. Well, I didn't get to taste the joys of the pina colada. Paula, Paula's in and she's not back. You're here, so... Uh, you know, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't seen Paula since. There we go. We haven't seen Paula since. She's like, you promised me great cocktails and you gave me a can. So she left the band. So she's, That's yeah, it. she's not We're on the, the search for a new bass player. Yeah. Yeah, so also Corrections Corner, not just for the name, but obviously we've got a new email address now because we changed the name of the show. So I've had to create another Gmail account. So rockpoprambles at gmail.com if you've got any music suggestions for us for new bands or if you've got any comments or further corrections, which I'm sure people huh. will have. Never ending. Um, and at the moment, if you want to listen to the show which if you are listening to the show, you already know this, but we're on acast.com, so just search Bug Eye and you'll find us. We will be on other platforms soon. Uh, final correction for last week, I'm sure there's there's many. Uh, Paula was supposed to have done the demise of the Bangles. Uh, you know, all of our stories that we do are supposed to have a start, middle and end. <laughs> we Paula hope. did the start and the middle and mentioned she was going to do the end, but then didn't. So if you want to hear about the demise of Bangles, then um, you'll just have to wait till she's back on the show because, you know, I don't want to tread on her tiny no. little toes. They are tiny. Should... She's a tiny person. She is the tiniest of humans. She is. We, we picked her up at the weekend, didn't we? <laughs> so was that sure? Yeah, I had a car, of course I picked her up. No, we actually physically, physically lifted we, her. We physically we... lifted her as a band at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was quite easy. It was actually. quite easy. <laughs> Because we played uh, in Middlesbrough at the weekend. We did. We for did. a very, very cool That event. was a very good link, Kerry. Thank I'd just you. like to <laughs> say you. that was a smooth... Look at me, pro on my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we played in Middlesbrough at the weekend for Girl 2020. At Base Camp. Yes. Yeah, and Base it was Camp for Borough. International Women's Day. And we were just so... From the moment we arrived, we were absolutely blown away by the bands that were there and... There is such an incredible music scene up there that, um, I mean, you don't hear about in London. I think everyone's just so Camden-centric yeah. and the same group of bands and, and things like this. There the, are the great bands in London, but I just found what I was seeing and hearing up there just really exciting. Yeah, it was just, it was nice to see something different. It was yeah. a really cool festival where, because it was for International Women's Day, sort of every band had at least one female member yeah um and uh yeah just it just felt like every band we saw was so sort of new sounding and exciting um and everyone was so lovely uh there was just such a nice vibe to the to the whole event we ended yeah. up uh a couple of our favorite bands were Gigi Alan Partridge great amazing name. band needs to check them yeah. out I wanted to play their stuff this week but Gracie our keyboard player Gracie, Gracie Tukies Tukies has bagged it for next week She'll punch me if I try to do it. So, <laughs> so our other favourite band of the evening was Head of Light Entertainment, yeah. who I'm going to play in just a second. Um, yeah. But they are incredible. Bouncy keyboard player, atmospheric, fun, energetic, great stage show, yeah. um, great tunes, instantly love them. So make sure you do check them out. I'll, I'll, I'll talk a bit more about them in a moment, but... Um, should I just play them? Let's Actually, do it. Should we just do it? Okay, here they, here, 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 here they are. 
dipping in and out. Don't chime in, you never, never, never do. Don't chime in, you never, never, never do. Don't chime in, you bend no skin. Don't play ball, you never, never, never do. Don't play ball, you never, never, never do. Don't play ball against the wall. Okay, so that was Head of Light Entertainment with Dipping In and Out. And if you want to find them on Spotify, it's really easy because there is no other band with a similar name. Head of Light Entertainment, you'll find them there. So please do follow them, stream their music, like it, share it, all of that stuff because it does make a big difference to bands. And if you want to find them on Facebook, they are at Head of Entertainment. I wanted to say another word there, but... Head of Light Entertainment. It's actually Head of Light Entertainment. I got that wrong. So Head of Light Entertainment on Facebook. They've got a gig on the 13th of March. Um, this podcast hopefully would have gone out. No, it won't have gone out by then. So they, they had a epic. gig. They, the had, they had a gig on the 13th of March. But um, yeah, if you happen to steal this show before it goes out, then <laughs> go to that show. But yeah, they're also on um, Twitter. And if you want to find them on Twitter, they are... Head of Light on Twitter. So search for that and you'll find them. So, yeah, amazing band. So please really do good. please do check them out. And we had a little chat, actually, talking about checking things out with um, Josh from um, 
WTSQ. Yeah, WTSQ. So I was about to burp before I said that. So <laughs> he, <laughs> he has some examples. So um, WTSQ has always been an amazing supporter of new music, plays amazing stuff on his show. If I say amazing again... Can I punch you? Yeah, I always say that, Kerry. Punch me if I say that I'm yet that word. to actually do it, but yeah. it could happen. This could be it. This could be it. You can be on the edge of your seat for the rest of the podcast. Will I punch Angela before the end? But we had a great chat with Josh on air. So, uh, yeah, he's he's quite funny. He's quite entertaining, actually. We, we had a chat about um, loads of things, but one of the interesting things, because it's a, a US um, radio show, was their reaction to the coronavirus which has been exactly the same as us in the yeah, UK. totally sold out of toilet paper as so well. So that is the worry, is that there is no toilet paper and that we're going to have to go to parks and garden centres <laughs> to get leaves to wipe our bottoms. It does concern me that that is our greatest concern as a society. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> Not that worried about food. Food's still there. Everything else is still there, but we're like, we need to be able to wipe our butts. Yeah. That's our main. Concern. You can wash your butt. Well, exactly. So, but, but actually, we're not set up for that. We're not set up for it. You'd true. have to. St- I mean, you know, the whole washing your hands thing gets even worse if you've got dick, dip your hands in dick, the, dick <laughs> your hands, dick your hands. Dick your hands. <laughs> then they'll be clean. This hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> Correction corner. Dip but, um, your hands in on the subject a toilet. <laughs> Them. On the subject, and wipe your ass. I'm going to move us away from wherever you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of hand washing, he also told us an interesting uh, piece of advice that's going out in America right now, which is that apparently you should sing Happy Birthday twice while washing your hands in order to wash them for the correct amount of time. Where is that advice from the UK government? We don't. We've got no idea. Why? How long Why we are we wash not being told for. this stuff? We're not being told this stuff. You've suddenly gone very serious. No, exactly. exactly. We're not being told this stuff. Uh, I don't think they're taking this seriously. But, you know, you've heard it here. Happy birthday twice. Not once. Twice. Not three times. What speed, though, of singing? Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, I feel like we all pretty much sing happy birthday at the same speed, to be fair. It's like when you learn... I don't know what like funeral of a happy birthday party you're going to. That you're singing it like that. Oh, now that you've said, you're doing, you're doing these great transitions. All over to it tonight, segments. Angela. So I'm just going to jump on that because it's because I'm fueled by passion star Martini. <laughs> Isn't it like that porn star? Oh, I see what they've done. Okay, <laughs> I see it now. I'm sorry, okay. Angela. Has it taken you until now to get that? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, by the way, yes, I am Angela from Bug Eye. And I am I'm, Kerry from Bug Eye. Yes, so the voice is different with with me this week. It's not Paula. <laughs> it is Kerry with curly hair. They could be the same person. I'm a bit taller, though. Only slightly. By Paula's cool. a bit older, so she could be shrinking. That's true. <laughs> She'll really appreciate that comment. <laughs> so, talking about all of this, like, are you who you are? I'm going to do this week, Paul is dead. Dun, dun, dun! Yes, it is the urban legend about Paul McCartney. So welcome to Rock's most favourite and most popular myths. Is Paul McCartney who he says he is? I don't know, is he? You well, the, the thing, I think it's, it's Paul is dead. 
He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. He died. That's it. Long right, gone. your story. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I've I've gone to town on notes, but I promise I'm not going to ramble as much as I did last week. So here... Well, she says that. This is how the story goes. Right. So Paul McCartney had been at Abbey Road studio with the rest of the Beatles and gotten into an argument um, with his bandmates, much like how Bug Eye <laughs> rolls every week at band practice. Um, but he, you know... Where I take off in a mum car, Fox and Rover. <laughs> he took off in an Austin Martin sports car. A little bit jealous about that. Well, yeah, understandably. I mean, between us, we've got... Oh, I've got a Vauxhall Corsa. We're kind of repping Vauxhall, really. Yeah. We, they should sponsor us for our they tours. Should, they should do. They should definitely give me a new car. We need that cash. Well, I need, I need a new, a new like, eco-friendly car. I can't afford to buy one. Yeah, um, and I only really use the band car for band stuff, which is why it's called the band car. Um, <laughs> the band car to the band car. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but I sort of like my birthday's coming up in May, which is not like it's not that like, close, but um, it's not ages away either. No, I know. And, I mean, and so when I read this, I did think, would it be really lame to ask for like a a driving experience. I'd love oh. a car. A driving experience in like a classic is that, is car. That, is that what you really want, Angela? It's it's my geek thing. I don't know what happened to me. I hit a certain age what? and suddenly I like old cars. But I can't sign off on that, obviously, because that's like burning emissions. True. And Pretty frivolously. Well, exactly. It's not like, oh my God, I had to jump in a diesel car because someone was dying and taken to hospital. It's like, <laughs> I just wanted to drive in... A petrol guzzling, really inefficient car because it's pretty. True, but I suppose it's better to do an experience one time than to buy it and drive it all the time. You'd be compromising. I mean, I just don't. Depends think... on how strong your principles are. Really. I know, I know. I'm, ba- I'm battling, I'm battling, but no, I haven't asked for that. I quite enjoy how quickly birthday. we've gone on a tangent. Like, we pretty much oh, only I, managed I to introduce said, the story. I already said I wasn't going to ramble. I've read one sentence. We've literally said Paul is dead, pretty much, <laughs> and we're off. Okay, all right, let's, let's move on. So, okay, okay, so he takes off in a pretty car, and the date. It's the 9th of November, 1966. It's raining. Ooh. It's 5am. I'm enjoying the picture you're painting. It's 5am when the car crashes and Paul is fatally decapitated. Decapitated? Yep. That uh, kind of went more extreme than I was expecting mm, it to go. No, 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 I haven't finished. Apparently, the car crash was caused by a hitchhiker called Rita, <laughs> who upon realising... Fucking Rita. Yeah, I know, Rita. Um... So upon realising who had stopped and picked her up, she'd like gone into crazy fan mode, thrown her arms around him, causing Paul to lose control of the car, swerving off the road, hitting a stone fence, killing them both and getting decapitated. <laughs> and then the next sentence read, Paul was decapitated. <laughs> you hadn't picked up on that. And then it's like, 
Paul was decapitated badly. <laughs> I feel like you just really wanted to make sure you got that point across. I, d- I, was, I, was, I was... Paul did not just die. He was decapitated. Yeah, yeah. No and, heads. Uh, yeah. Head I, I should never be a writer because obviously my... Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, so Paul was, in case you missed that, decapitated. <laughs> but he was decapitated so badly that even his dental records were useless in identifying him. But one of the things I want to know... not Well, yes, just one thing. Just one thing. So, I mean, very convenient, you know, so identifying him, which actually makes the next bit... Even more like, well, then, if they couldn't identify him, how did they know it was Paul? But also, how do they know that Rita was some sort of desperate fan who threw yeah, himself a lot over of, there's, Paul? There's and, a and lot just, of detail in that story. It's like they had a little black box recording everything. Yeah. You know, it's... It's um, like, if, if you could possibly make it more obvious that it was fiction, do you know what I mean? Like, quite, <laughs> quite rapidly, um, they... They knew it was Paul, even though they didn't have dental records or anything. Like, he was so... It's like, what... How was... I mean, if you look at the pictures of this car crash, right? I mean, it's a pretty mangled car, but... But, but, but... Like, to lose all of your teeth, everything, like, to be gone, Mm -hmm. like, almost someone's come... Maybe it was a crazed fact. Maybe Rita (laughs) resurrected herself. I'll have them as a souvenir. Took his teeth and his hands and his feet or something. (laughs) I don't know. So he couldn't identify him. But that's getting into true crime creepiness. Anyway, um, so here we go. This is what happened next. MI5, at the Queen's request, suggested the band find and hire um, a new Beatles member, like okay, a lookalike. Up. Hold up. MI5 and the Queen. Why is this their concern? <laughs> Surely they have bigger that. things to I'm worry get about. get onto that. So before pronouncing that a Beatle was dead... Um, and they would cause mass wisteria. 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 Wisteria, yeah. Mass wisteria. Yeah. So just plants growing everywhere, out of control. I mean, that's what happens. The when response, people die? Yeah, when people die, yeah. Just famous people or any people? So mass wisteria <laughs> and hysteria and send the nation into chaos with mass suicide of teenage girls because they'd be so distraught that a beetle had died mm-hmm. that um, there, would, there would just be a mass... Mass suicide. So, uh, so they came up with this whole thing of, I know, let's get a lookalike. But then I also read that another another reason for this was Paul was killed, and then the record label um, decided that okay, this can't happen. The band are at the height of their career. We want some more albums out. Of this we want to sell merch. Um, and if Paul's dead, that's not really going to happen. I mean, this was obviously before they realised that when a rock star dies, actually it's ka-ching. Sure. <laughs> um, for back catalogue stuff. So they thought it would be better to to get a lookalike and, and keep the band going in that way. Um, I mean, I prefer the Queen version. Me too. And I would really have liked to have seen that in The Crown. <laughs> like in, in the deleted scenes? <laughs> no, no, in The Crown on Netflix. No, I'm saying, totally do you, I'm saying, do you think it's in the deleted scenes? Could be. Another conspiracy. Yeah. And this wisteria crawling <laughs> everywhere. She's sitting on a throne and the wisteria's creeping the ne- up and the around. Ne- the next time you watch The Crown, you're going to realise a lot of wisteria everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a sign. It's a clue. It's a clue. Right, okay. So um, if Paul is dead, who... Who is Paul McCartney? I hear you cry. Who is this imposter? Who is he? Who is he? Um, some believe it's an actor called William Shears Campbell, also known as Billy Shears, who um, conveniently was an orphan, so no family. Handy. That's what that means, orphan. <laughs> well, um, thank you for clarifying. I wasn't sure. <laughs> but he also happened to be the winner 
of a recent Paul McCartney lookalike contest. And actually Whoa. what I read online was they went, you know, hold up, if we're going to replace Paul, we need to hold a lookalike contest. <laughs> and so they held a lookalike contest, <laughs> then kidnapped the winner of it. Right? <laughs> then kidnapped him. Yeah, and then a like bit of plastic it. surgery. And then the band also decided, right, we're going to have to retire from touring now because we need to teach Billy how to sing, act and play like Paul. Uh-huh. And be left-handed like Paul. I mean, he could have already been left-handed. I mean, you can just imagine the film. It's like some sort of Rocky soundtrack bit of this where he's like... Like some know, sort of montage. Trying to learn to play and they're slapping around the face going, no, do it again. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> 1980s movie montage. This is a movie that maybe we need to make. You know, when they start him walking, it's like, you've got a limp. You can't have a limp. You weren't... <laughs> Spanish accent, you Liverpudlian. Uh, right, so yeah, so the, let's yeah. carry on. Anyway, let's carry on because I am rambling. Anyway, so um, it also ties in nicely with the fact that the band were planning a new look for their next album. So you know, all the stars aligned on this one. Apparently, well, it sounds like it. But you know what? The remaining band members felt guilty about the deceit. So they decided, in memory of their friend and bandmate, that they'd decide to place clues in their music and As record you do. covers. Yep. I kind of love this about sort of all conspiracy theories. Just the idea that if you were trying to cover up this big sort of secret, that obviously what you would do is put loads of clues everywhere. <laughs> loads of clues everywhere and then never admit it. So what's yeah, the point? Exactly. What's the point? Right, anyway, so... But anyway, I'm waiting to be convinced right, by these uh, clues. So I'm going to run through, because there are, there are just so many clues to this, I'm just going to run through the famous ones that I think are the most interesting. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily convincing. <laughs> but, you know, you might, you might think differently. So, um, okay, so let's go to Sergeant Pepper... Lonely Hearts Club Band cover. I enjoy so this, the I enjoy the show and tell element I've, of uh, what's doing, happening I'm right now. I'm doing a show and tell. I'm holding record. I also have the CD version because I'm that much of a fan. I feel like I'm gonna preemptively move these cans out of the way. There's an accident. Our, our, our empty cocktail cans, so they don't get knocked and over. And it's not a car crash. Anyway, um, although this podcast might be. Um, <laughs> so we did there. Uh, yeah. So the cover of Sergeant Pepper's. Lonely Hearts Club Band. Now there's a number of clues on the cover, on the back, and on the inner sleeve. I'm not going to dwell on them too much, so I'll just reel off what they are. Um, right, so, okay, so the band are in the centre, and you've got Paul McCartney standing there, and there's a hand above his head, palm open. There is And indeed. that is a British comedian, Izzy Bond. And it is believed that the hand above his head is signifying that Paul is dead, like it's like a kind of blessings, go forth, my son, I don't know. <laughs> Go on, my son. Um, yeah, I enjoy, so it's, I enjoy uh, your personal elaborations on this. But okay, I know, perfect. yeah, yeah. So that's so that's that's clue number right, one. Right, yeah, I see it. Clue number two. Look at the band. They're all holding instruments. They are. Paul is the only one holding a black instrument. That's signifying all. death. Obviously, what else would it possibly mean? Then clearly, this is a picture that depicts a funeral of sorts. Yeah, right? true. So, let's go down. There is a guitar. Mm-hmm. Made out of flowers at the bottom. Yeah. So it's just under the LES for those that would need me to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's a left-handed guitar. I mean, I feel like it's even... I mean, it's not that obviously even a guitar. I mean, the fact that they're saying... 
how would you how is that a left-handed or right it's just a it's guitar. just i mean to be like a, well, I, it's not really a guitar is it's it? just some flowers to be honest but it's it's a guitar apparently it's a left-handed guitar. i can believe it's a guitar i'll take that and it's a no. guitar cool paul mccartney's left-handed it's left-handed guitar okay. clearly and Obviously. actually if you look at the flowers really closely like that first bit there uh-huh. that's a p right that's an a right i think i'm gonna have to put this on instagram yeah, to there's going to have to be a visual is. element to go yeah. with this podcast. So anyway, it's supposed to spell Paul, and then the ending bit is a question mark. And okay. because it's on the grave, it's like, Paul, is he dead? I mean, it's tenuous to say that that says Paul. Ah, ah but listen to this next bit. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band bass drum. Mm-hmm. It's right? pretty. I like it's it. It's there. It's nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's also very clever. Has a clue. Ooh. Has a clue. It's a hidden if message. you hold a mirror just below... The Lonely Hearts section. Okay. What you'll see is that says it basically says mm-hmm. the number one, yeah. followed by the word one, yeah. um, signifying 11, so November. Right. Then you have the Roman numeral for nine, mm-hmm. and then it says he dies. So November 9... He no, dies. no, no. Yeah, yeah. So 11th... That, yeah, so... Yeah, that one. And that was the date he died, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it that that's an American date format, and this is a yeah. British band, so it doesn't really work. So really what it said was the 11th of September, he dies, which is the wrong date. Well, exactly. But, anyway, anyway. This not, is not, not, not necessarily the most tenuous thing about it, but <laughs> it's certainly But anyway, that. but anyway, he dies. He dies. Well, then, if we go to the inside mm. cover... They're looking all dashing. They're looking pretty dapper. With their, with their tashes and uh, their wonderful costumes. But um, you'll notice that Paul has a patch on he his does. left arm. And it's, people think that it says OPD, which is officially pronounced dead. That's what people think that stands for. Okay. So it's another sign. Then, moving on to the back. Yeah. Uh, swiftly. You'll notice there's a picture of the band at the bottom. There is. Paul's got his back to us. He does. <gasps> He's turned his back on life. He's dead. <laughs> All right. So there's a sign. But then actually, this is the only bit I think is like, oh, actually, that is a bit a creepy. A little bit creepy. Is if you look at George Harrison's hand, he's mm-hmm. got his finger pointing and it's on the line. So if it's She's Leaving Home is the song. And it's pointing at the line that reads, Wednesday morning at five o'clock. Right. Now, when Paul McCartney supposedly died in that, decapitated in that car accident, <laughs> when he was decapitated. Was he decapitated? He was decapitated. Okay, wasn't And sure. it was, and um, the decapitation took place on Wednesday morning, which was the 9th of November at 5am. So that that's a little bit, I do think that's a little bit like, ooh. I mean, yeah. But, but also... I mean, it doesn't mean that it's actually. It could could have been the band going. <laughs> Let's do this. I think it's a coincidence. I think it's a total coincidence. I think it's total coincidence. <laughs> but still, anyway. So they are some of my favourite things from that album. Uh, then what else can I say about it? So we've talked about the inner sleeve. We've talked about the back, uh, and George pointing at some lyrics. If you listen to the title track, actually. Uh, right at the end of that title track, um, we hear the Beatles sing, Billy Shears. Yeah, that's true. Which... That is true. 
is actually what they sing. Yeah. So it's not it's not mistaken. They do actually sing that. That's quite weird. So that is weird. But so quickly, here here's um, what some other clues are. So magical mystery tour. Paul is a black walrus in a Christ pose. The only member in black, I might add. Uh huh. And uh, black. My obviously, favorite. Obviously, anytime you're dressed in black, my favorite means you're dead. Well, exactly. But he's in a Christ pose, so come on, he's like sacrificed, been decapitated. <laughs> Sacrificed yourself in a decapitation um, for the for sake his, of uh, for the a fan that hugged him too oh, aggressively. Right, yeah, um, okay, but my favourite—I think this is my favourite—is uh, if you turn that record upside down, you'll see the Beatles' name is written in stars, and when you turn it upside down, it reveals a phone number. Can you make it out? Let's have a look. Hang on. Should we call it? Yeah, we should definitely try. Well, I mean, I don't even know what to call, if I'm being honest with you. I'm not even sure what number this would be. Well, this is this is what a lot of people said. They were like, um, oh, no, it's this. Oh, no, it's that. But apparently, if you call it on a Wednesday at 5am or 5 o'clock, yeah. you know, you'll hear some sort of cryptic message or Billy Shears chatting. But my, my problem with this bit is, why would... Billy, like Paul McCartney, like yeah. now, yeah. in however old it, like, could you every imagine? Wednesday every Wednesday at five o'clock. <laughs> he sets his alarm for 5 a.m. And he waits. Waiting. <laughs> waits for the phone waiting. calls to flood in. And now, like modern technology, there's like, you know, you are the 50th caller in the queue, um, waiting to talk to him. And what do you think? What would he say? What would you say? What would I? I wouldn't be waiting there, to be honest with you. I don't know what. Be like, fuck off, stop calling me. <laughs> So, so what number do you think it is? I think we should right, call it. Well, I'll make a guess at this impossible to figure out number. Uh, let's go with a six. Yep. Three. Yep. Seven. Yeah. One. Yeah. Four. Four. Three. Three. Eight. Reckon you could argue that that could be what it was. Well, I mean, it's a really short... I mean, even for them, when, like, no one had phone numbers, right? <laughs> so they were, like, the people who did, they were, like, really short. I mean, that is still a really short right. phone number, isn't it? I hope everyone's on the edge of their seat. We're going to call. Right, we're calling, we're calling. Oh, speaker. Connected. If you've dialed correctly, I'm afraid it means that the number is not available from this network. Because Paul's oh. dead! He's dead! <laughs> Disappointment. So we cut him off. Yeah. Disappointment. Well, so, actually, to be fair, I mean, it's not Wednesday at five o'clock, so... Maybe it only works on Wednesday at five o'clock. Possibly. Maybe we have to do a bonus video. I'd be scared to call it on my own. Did <laughs> you actually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or should I call it while holding the album uh, Sergeant Pepper with the mirror? To like channel the spirit. Yeah, and a tiny Paul McCartney comes out tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ace. I would, I would shit myself if that happened. <laughs> I'm laughing about it, but that would I feel, be kind I, I of do, weird. I do it? feel there needs to be some sort of uh, bonus pa- Patreon so, content of us so, so this trying is this turn, uh, Wednesday turn into, at five o'clock. Uh, I don't know what is there like ghost hunter or something <laughs> rubbish like that. We're branching out, branching out. Okay, so that was the cover of uh, the Magical Mystery Tour, but my clues are not not ended here. Um, so if you listen to the ending of "I'm the Warus," you can hear a chant, and you have to listen to it backwards. And it says, Paul is dead. Ha, ha, ha. Um, then also Strawberry Fields. John Lennon in reverse says, I buried Paul. Personally, I can't hear that. But um, what do you hear? Just sort of. I don't really hear anything. It's just like, what? Basically, at this time, some clever dick discovered as in, we could do some sort of reverse 
stuff. If uh-huh. someone says something in French on a record and you play it in reverse, <laughs> it will say something like, I don't know, Paul is dead. Yeah. Discovered that and so I did. Anyway, but uh, yeah, and the White Album, Inner Sleeve, um, this, let me just get it, is believed to be um, the only picture of Billy Shears, which when I read that, look at that. So, well, it's not the only picture of Billy Shears, is it? Because if he's Paul McCartney, there's bloody pictures everywhere. Well, yeah, for sure. It's sort of like, I mean, what you can see is like, it's sort of like a passport photo of what looks like Paul McCartney wearing <laughs> glasses. glasses. I mean, I, mean, no, I guess... It does, it does I guess, say it's pre-plastic surgery. Well, I was about to say, that's got to be the idea, right? That it's got to be point the is, only is picture of him pre-plastic surgery. I, think, I mean, plastic surgery was crap back then. Come <laughs> on. Come on, right? And also, you can't see any... Like, if that was plastic surgery, yeah. that is, like, even better than today's standards because yeah. there's no... There's nothing. For sure. But anyway, that just looks like Paul McCartney in a pair of glasses. Because so what is. plastic surgery would you have needed to do? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got, like, a creepy Hitler moustache. It but, is. You know... It's not his best picture. But it's super tiny. It's I can understand why he might picture. want to pretend that was someone else. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> lots of pictures in this that, you know, people ain't looking their best, and I think that's all right. It's like me. I never look my best in... <laughs> In uh, any picture. We, we were just having a conversation where you were enjoying the fact there was a picture where you were holding something in front of your face. <laughs> you decided that, I like you, that should, picture. you should do that in every picture. <laughs> okay, so um, here's, here's another clue. So Glass Onion has the line, um, here's another clue for you. The walrus was Paul. Again, it's not really a clue, is it? No. So, you know, who was dressed as a walrus on the cover? Um, (laughs) cryptic Um, at the end of I'm So Tired you hear some kind of mumbling and if you play that backwards it's John Lennon saying Paul is dead man miss him miss him and actually I have to say you can actually hear that I mean I'm not with that one I'm not sure if it is like with the power of suggestion yeah for sure but you're hearing it's like oh god it does actually sound like that and that's that is actually but if no one but if no one had ever told you that that was what it sounded like would you have heard it well i wouldn't have listened to the records backwards (laughs) that's true so so, you know i just never would and then still don't think i'm gonna listen to stuff backwards um if you play the beginning of revolution nine backwards again it says turn me on dead man (laughs) (laughs) well if that was intentional, that'd be a very weird thing to say about crazy your kids. dead friend. They're crazy kids, what can I say? Uh, and then Abbey Road. So I'm getting to the end of this, I promise. Um, Abbey Road. Now, this is the one, obviously, and I can't believe I'm about to go, this is the famous one where they walk across Zebra Crossing. <laughs> I think we all know Good that. Job. But okay, so behind George, the the area to the, you know, behind him... Apparently that's like a cemetery. I don't know. I've never been there. I've never bothered. It'd be quite to, easy to check. To go. So I feel like that's probably true. We could do Street View. Anyway, so it's a, it's cemetery. Uh, now the clues on this is that okay, so you have John Lennon at the front, who's all in white, looking like a lion. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's got like yeah, a no, total, thick, like, total like, yeah, lion, lion, lion mane. mane. That's it. That's Going for mane. Yeah, so all in white, like a lovely angel lion. Um, then you have Ringo, who is all in black and looking like an undertaker. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Paul, who has no shoes on, so he looks like a corpse, and he's a little <laughs> bit out of step. I'm sorry, hold on. He specific, specifically looks like a 
cook yeah, because he's got he, no shoes. Just because he's got no shoes on. Yeah, and he's out of step. So, so he's like he's like um stepping into another dimension. Or just, take it to or, just, dimension. or just didn't get the memo of which foot to step forward just, to first. It's probably couldn't dance in time either. <gasps> Maybe it's because he's left-handed. Ah, ah, actually, that's another clue as well that I did forget to mention. But now Ooh. that you said that, he also has a cigarette in his right hand and he was left-handed. <laughs> um, Not at all, just a fact of the side they were taking the photograph from. Mm, no, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't a prop. It wasn't a prop. Uh, it was something he slipped up on. That during that time when they taught him, uh-huh. this was his one mistake that Ooh. sent the whole thing spiralling out of control. Anyway, yeah, my favourite bit is, so you've got Messiah, funeral director, corpse, and who, who do you think George is? Uh, I mean, he's what's he dressed in? In like denim or something? Yeah. I don't know, it could be like, I he's, think in like janitor or something, but I thought... No, 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 no. It was obviously... He's dressed in denim, so he's a grave digger. <laughs> Do grave diggers wear denim? I don't know. Is that a know. thing? Does that mean that bewitched are all... Like, that's what they do now. Because they all wore denim, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, bewitched. <laughs> Sorry for that sniff. I'm not very well. <laughs> Coronavirus! That's why we're doing a podcast. Um, and then also the last bit in this is there's a, there's a Beetle car park there and the number plate has 28... 1F, which is believed to say 28 if. If. Because if Paul McCartney was still alive, if he was still alive, he would have been 28 on the day this picture was taken. It's just so rubbish. It's just... (laughs) It's just like, come on. Anyway. um, I mean, I feel like a lot of effort has gone into creating Oh, no, no, no. no, It even gets better. It even gets better, right? So if you flip over the back cover, you'll see next to the Beatles here, there are these dots, right? Someone basically said, if you join the dots in a certain order, it makes the number three, meaning three Beatles. I don't get the number three. What? That's brilliant. There's two dots at the top and three at the bottom in a random, like, it's... That's that's tenuous beyond belief. I know, but that's, apparently that's that's what it, what it is. It. But then, okay, so I'm coming to the end of this, I promise. So there was a cover of a compilation album, Yesterday and Today, the cover was recalled because it was a little bit gross. It was like mm. raw meat over the band yeah, with yeah, like yeah, yeah. headless dolls. And again, obviously people thought that was like decapitation. <laughs> Decapitated Paul. <laughs> exactly. So that represented that. So that right. would have been the most obvious clue, right? Yeah. But I'll come on to a second why this is just totally not, not a clue. Okay. Anyway, so the replacement picture of this was them in a studio and they've got a trunk and someone goes, <laughs> Paul, sit in the trunk. So if you turn the cover on its side, he's like in a coffin. I mean, mm-hmm. poor Paul, I mean, he couldn't do anything, could he? He literally wasn't I allowed mean, out, really. Back, back to the thing <laughs> with the hands, right? It was very unfortunate because he kept just getting to, having photos taken yeah. of him, like randomly by press photographers, and it'd be near a poster of someone doing a perfume ad, and there'd be a hand near his head. It's like, <laughs> again, it's another sign. Like yeah. Anyway, now the reason why these last two um, do not make any sense is both of those um pictures were taken while paul was actually alive right so they could never have been part of the conspiracy because he wasn't dead yet (laughs) so you know bit of an early kind of yeah anyway so i mean yeah so essentially paul is alive it's all a load of rubbish but it's quite interesting yeah so i mean look 
So I'm I'm going to dispel some of these these I'm going to come back with uh, some proof that a lot of this is rubbish. But I'm sure there's people out there that do believe in the conspiracy, and that's that's fine because I don't know everything. I'm reading from Wikipedia, so <laughs> and a few other sites. Um, but anyway, so in true reversed record fashion, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back up the list. So. Actually, and this isn't even in any order at all, so this just shows what I'm, I'm talking about as rubbish. So if you listen to Strawberry Fields, um, it doesn't actually say what they said it said. It actually is Paul, not Paul, because he's dead, um, John <laughs> Lennon saying cranberry sauce. And he admits in an interview that it was just a joke and he was like, cranberry sauce. Not, yeah. Um, still random. Um, but yeah, uh, likely, what am I reading here? Uh, 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 um. So yeah, so if we if we look at the the covers and the the questions about all of the things of Paul holding a black instrument and him not wearing shoes and all of that stuff, there's loads of outtake photos of all of these albums online. And so, for example, with you know Abbey Road, they're all in different positions. Sometimes Paul's wearing shoes, sometimes he's not. Um, they're, they're staggered, they're not walking across the road, they're just standing in the road. Anyway, they literally just picked the best photo for that album. As you would. And, and it was the same with Sgt Pepper as well. It's like the the picture of where they're standing in the middle, like they all change positions, they're all holding different instruments. Sometimes, you know, Ringo or George is standing under the, the person with his hand above their head. Sometimes none of them are. And it was literally, they picked the best picture for that cover and the OPD on the arm which is in the center fold of the Sgt Pepper album actually reads um OPP not OPD mm-hmm. and it stands for the Ontario uh, Provincial Police and someone gave him that that patch <laughs> yeah. and he put it on there so well, I was thinking when I, I was thinking when dead. I saw that patch that like surely that was a, an actual patch with an actual meaning that could be checked do you yeah. know what I mean and then also the um the walrus on the magical mystery tour it's actually John Lennon in that costume <laughs> not Paul and if the Americans who came up with that clue had actually watched watched the special yeah. uh, they would have seen that it was John Lennon dancing around and even a piano, he hits a piano and his arms go up. So it's just like creating this pose <laughs> of what he did behind the piano. Anyway, so there's there's lots of stuff about about this that um, you know you can you can look all of this stuff up online. And as for why they say Billy Shears at the start or the end of that that song, mm-hmm. the first song on Sergeant Pepper, they say they do sing Billy Shears, but it's because it's rhyming slang for years and. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why that's relevant to going into the next song, a little help from my friends and mm-hmm. years or or anything. But but yeah, I mean, I would, that's, that's I, the only I would bit say that's a bit like... Of all of them, that's the one I find a bit weird. Yeah, and also the thing where it was like, Miss Paul is dead or whatever. Yeah, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it might not even say that. It's just because it's been suggested. Exactly. But um, yeah, I read quite a few articles about this hoax mystery urban legend and you can read loads about it online as well. I mean, I've done this so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. But um, it is actually really interesting and funny. Or if you're into conspiracies, you could totally get sucked into this. Because, like I said, I've only scratched the surface on some of these clues. And I read quite a few articles. So obviously mentioned Wikipedia. A Rolling Stone article by Rob Sheffield. There's This Day Music. 
The Beatles Bible, Live Science, A Myth That Rocks, The Premature Death of Paul McCartney by Massimo Pilardo, I, I'm rubbish at names. going to say, we're not going to be yeah. known for pronouncing things properly. Polidoro, Polidoro, I think. Anyway, as well as YouTube videos from Vinyl Rewind and Holly Hobbs and uh, BBC Real. Uh, so there's loads of information now. There's even books on this as well. It is, it's honestly, like, I know that I've got, ah, it's not real, and, like, it's kind of pissed all over it. But <laughs> but it is, it is, I really enjoyed researching it. I thought it was hilarious, especially yeah. the video. Um, and I couldn't re-find the link to it, but there's this one video on YouTube that's read by this guy with a Liverpoolian accent. And I love that accent, so I'm really not taking the piss out of it. But he reads in such a monotone voice and it really sounds like Ringo Starr doing, like, Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, <laughs> and it's just everything he says, just, it's, it's hilarious, whether it's meant to be or not. But, um, but yeah, that is the story of uh, Paul is Dead. I feel enlightened. Yeah, I sort so of you like, should. It was a, I was vaguely aware that there was a conspiracy theory, but I didn't really actually know anything about it. It's bloody great. Um, and uh, I always love conspiracy theories for that thing of like people just go down this whole rabbit hole. Um, yeah. Of just, yeah, creating this thing. I kind of like it. Like, But like, I really, because I've, I've got Beatles vinyl here and uh, I really want to listen to it backwards now. I mean, I'll trash it if I do that, but also I'm a little bit scared to do it because... Have you listened to a record played in reverse? It sound, it does sound like Demonic. some sort of... Yeah, it's horrible. Well, that was the whole thing back in the day, wasn't it, with rock and roll? Well, that's what, yeah, yeah. Parents claiming that... Or whoever claiming... Churches, whoever, just people claiming that it was the music of the devil. And yeah. if you played it backwards, there were demonic messages. And yeah, well, maybe it's because I was brought up Catholic or something. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I still some sort, sort of, of think... <gasps> Anything said backwards is just like, oh my God, it's, <laughs> it's the evil. dead awakening. It's awakening? Evil. Awakening. Um, anyway, <laughs> you brought along some new music as well. What are you playing? I did. I did bring along some new music. Um, so I'm going to play a band who we played with a little while back, actually, uh, when we were touring in February last year. And we played a very, very cool sold out show in Newcastle with Twist Helix. Oh. I remember them well. Yeah, them. yeah, it was a really cool gig. Uh, really, really lovely people. Um, we absolutely loved them as well. Their set was so brilliant, um, and we chatted to them a lot. Um, and yeah, really, really liked their music. Uh, so I happened to see that um, around the time we were sort of planning for this podcast, um, saw that they had just had a new single come out on the twenty eighth of February. So the same day that our single came out, actually, Amazing. don't stop. And it is called Louder. And here it is.
that was Louder, the new single uh, from Twist Helix. Uh, and that is going to be on their new album, which is coming up later in the year, which I'm quite excited about. Yeah. The last one was bloody brilliant. So yeah, no, it was cool. I reckon it will be good. And if this song is any sign of uh, what the rest of the album will be like, it will be great. Um, so they've got some gigs coming up. So you should definitely go check them out if you're in any of these areas. They're playing uh, on the 3rd of April at Threshold Festival in Liverpool. And then on the 4th of April at Carpe Noctum in Leeds. Uh, and then a little bit later on in the year, uh, on the 26th of June at Springkel Live in Dumfries and Galloway. Uh, and so if you want to find out about more shows they're doing, uh, listen to their music, more of their music, all that sort of stuff, you can find them on Facebook at just Twist Helix and on Twitter and Instagram as Twist Helix Band. All right, I am going to talk about a story which I discovered, uh, I didn't know about it before deciding to try and find a story sort of for doing this podcast. It was a new discovery. And when I found it, I was like, well, obviously that's what I'm going to talk about. So have you ever heard of Cynthia Plastercaster? Vaguely. Ring some sort of bell? Yeah, yeah. I had never heard of her, but uh, basically she uh, is an American artist and self-described recovering groupie. Okay. Who gained fame for, I can't speak, for creating... Plaster casts of rock stars' erect penises. <laughs> really? Yeah. I get a lot of joy out of saying that sentence as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so right. okay. since, since 1968, mm-hmm. uh, she has cast around 50 famous rock stars and sort of people associated to them. Yeah. Uh, their penises, basically. So Is 50. that the end of the story? Yeah, that's it. The whole thing. There was like a- <laughs> no, I've got. To, you told me I had to have a beginning, a middle, and end. Yeah, uh, this is just the beginning. So <laughs> it was flaccid. Sorry, <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of innuendo in the in the course of this next segment. I also may try and see how many different words I can use. Okay. For penis. Okay. Um. So if anyone listening wants to try and keep count, you need one of those little clickers. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Okay. And then let us know how many I managed to come out with. Okay. Uh. Then we could do that. But um, yeah, so basically, uh, you know, how did this all start? I feel mm-hmm. like you don't just turn around one day and start getting plaster casts of rock stars' penises. There's a, there's a process, I feel, that gets you there. Yeah. So on her own website, uh, I think that she paints uh, a pretty nice picture of, uh, of how this all began. So she said, uh, shy and awkward in my teen years, I was laughed at when I auditioned for the cheerleading squad. Then the Beatles came along and saved me. <gasps> there's a link there's a little bit of a link i mean that's it it's just i mentioned the beatles once but anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, british music invaded american consciousness just as my teenage hormones were kicking into overdrive bulging crotches and catchy rocking tunes evolved into a whirlwind of primitive sexual attraction for me my best friend and i tried to find ways to meet the gorgeous men who made this awesome music but we were up against a lot of competition in the hotel corridors so very honestly I mean, she does basically describe herself as a groupie who okay. wanted to sleep with rock stars, which is fair enough. Why not? Um, and basically there was a lot of competition. So she needed a way to try and stand out yeah. to make this happen for herself. And that's what she thought of. Well, one fateful day okay. when she was uh, in college, her art teacher gave the class an assignment. Mm-hmm. What assignment? I see you asking. <laughs> with your eyes <laughs> uh basically 
the assignment was to plaster cast something solid that could retain its shape. <laughs> ah, okay. So, I mean, I hear that mm. and I immediately go erect penis. I mean, yeah, that's where you, my brain Is that where you went? As we well, went. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this basically gave her the idea and literally the night after she'd been given the assignment, uh, she went to a Paul Revere and the Raiders concert. And at the after party, uh, she marched straight up to the lead singer and the guitarist. And as she put it, asked if she could cast their solid somethings. I mean, come on. If someone came up to you after a gig mm-hmm. and I mean, for me, my mind goes into some kind of like weird true crime serial killer thing <laughs> in the basement in like a full body body cast being kept captive yeah i mean yeah i feel like that is where my brain would go if somebody came up to me yeah well i and asked to plaster cast any part of my body well yes so so did they say yes no they did not say yes (laughs) so the end of the story (laughs) (laughs) so no she unfortunately uh did not get to cast uh paul revere or any of the raiders um and uh although she did say she lost her virginity uh that night so I mean success in some you know she got something out of it um but no it took two two years that where she was uh trotting around with an official looking kit is what she says uh with no takers um but word sort of spread through the rock and roll grapevine about a pair of kinky casting maniacs uh until eventually there was someone who so was what their bio it. said is that like, this is literally their business cards yeah well maybe <laughs> I guess that was the sort of how people were seeing it. Yeah. Um, so uh, who do you reckon was the first taker? So 60s, sort of late 60s, around that time, who do you reckon it might have been? Oh. Someone Billy quite... Shears, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no. Can you imagine if that was the link? It was Paul McCartney. <laughs> but he signed his name on it, Billy. No, unfor- <laughs> unfortunately, no, she never got any of the Beatles, I don't think. Um... So the first person who she got was Jimi Hendrix. Oh, hats off to her. That's pretty, a good coup. Pretty it? impressive, really? right? Yeah. So basically, yeah, in 1968, uh, the Jimi Hendrix experience uh, came to Chicago, where she was from, mm-hmm. and Big Jimmy <laughs> became uh, the first person to agree to the idea of uh, having his member Do you think cast. He, he may have asked her to sort of, I don't know, like, add a few inches add, add a few inches yeah, yeah, add a few inches or just I don't, yeah, know. Like, I, don't know. I mean it seems there was a bit of a thing she sort of struggled uh to be able to exhibit them uh for a while because i think that maybe they people were kind of the guys were up for having it done but then to actually have them out there in the world for people to see they mm. weren't quite so keen on um so basically once uh she knew that he was kind of coming to town uh and that he was maybe going to be up for yeah. it uh, she actually talked two of her male friends into letting her practice on them first so that she could develop her technique. So the technique basically uh, involved a martini shaker-like canister mm-hmm. that was filled with a dental compound called... What? Alginate? Alginate? I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm guessing alginate is the right way to pronounce it. Could be wrong. Um, and hang then... On, ex- hang on, hang on. <laughs> Experiment and get it right on some... Fr- like, what happens if it goes wrong? Like, what... <laughs> Well, I don't know. I feel like you've got to have some, like, it's, yeah, I wonder who these willing friends were who were prepared to take chances on uh, 
dip in there. Yeah, the whole thing just sounds terrifying. Into, uh, yeah, it does sound terrifying. So yeah, basically there was a sort of a martini shaker that was filled with this compound. Um, And so the willing musician would dip their erect penis. Will, sorry. (laughs) Into the shaker. Um, And then uh, plaster was poured into the mould and set to dry. So um, she says on her website that, so it was her and her friend doing it. And her friend was basically the designated blowjob giver (laughs) to get the penis erect. Uh, And then she was the mold mixer. So then she would obviously mix the stuff and make the mold. So uh, Jimi Hendrix was their first famous cast. And uh, she says that uh, the cast came out somewhat cracked, but it was a real beaut. (laughs) That's what she says. It's in a picture of it. It was a real beaut, to be fair. Um, so, um, I mean, there's 50, so there's 50 that she managed to get. I'm not going to read them all out. I've got the full list here, but that just seems who, who like are the Who are the ones we would I'll, know? I'll pick a choice few. So she obviously had Jimi Hendrix and also Noel Redding, um, from the Jimi Hendrix experience. And then there were a lot of like, she had like the road manager of the who, tour manager of Led Zeppelin, um, singer of the animals, Eric Burden, uh, the drummer and guitarist of MC5, Jello Biafra of Dead Kennedys. I find to be quite an amusing one. I saw Jello by Afro live in Montreal not that long ago. Um, it was nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were saying. You did said I, that. Did yes. I? Um, <laughs> Pete Shelley of uh, the Buzzcocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ronnie Barnett of the Muffs. <laughs> uh, and uh, actually, I didn't realise she was still doing it fairly recently. Okay. It was like I feel like there was a break, but her most recent one apparently was the singer of Fat White Family in 2014, yeah. which is interesting. I wonder um, if they still have the same technique of the the blowjob giver and the yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if her friend or is still is involved. Just, uh... I, I feel like the situation has probably changed a little by now, but I don't really know exactly what. I didn't manage to get that much information, unfortunately. Um, one thing I do quite enjoy is uh, along down this list of the people that she cast or attempted to cast. There are some that say in brackets next to it, mold failure, no cast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, make of that what you will. But, uh, <laughs> um, so uh, according to um, to Cynthia, um, Hendrix was the most fun of all of them to cast. He was very relaxed about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Unlike apparently Ainsley Dunbar, the drummer of Journey, uh, was the most difficult because uh, he wouldn't dip into the canister until he thought he was big and beefy enough. I still think the canister thing's just scary. The whole thing is odd, to be fair, but also kind of brilliant. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I would, I would trust her now. Obviously, it's been tried testing. <laughs> well, yeah, she's now known that she's for it, yeah, for sure. Not, but yeah, to yeah. be the first person to submit to that is pretty scary. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like I said, she sort of had some trouble trying to exhibit them. Um, so the first attempt was suggested by Frank Zappa, actually, who found the whole concept of it quite funny. Um, and creative as an art form, although he didn't want to do it himself. Um, Mm. And uh, he basically moved her to LA um, where the idea was that, you know, they'd have loads of musicians who'd be up for it Mm. and they could sort of create a collection for an exhibition. Uh, But unfortunately, the exhibition never happened uh, because as it turned out, there was a bit of a decline in the number (laughs) of rock musicians uh, who wanted to go to the effort uh, to immortalise their penises uh, in plaster if they couldn't keep the results so they wanted to take you... them home i mean come on like i don't 
Like I've never I've never really understood that. Like why you would want like why would you want to stare <laughs> at like your own body part the cast of your dick. Like I don't know. It's it's also Look, we've had some photographers give us photos of the band and I think that's really sweet yeah. and they do that and I really appreciate them and I've given some to my dad and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're nice things that I'll keep and, like, my daughter can see them when she... But I would never put them, like, on my bedside table yeah, or, sure. like, I don't have a mantelpiece in the living room but if I did, like, there would not be a picture of me <laughs> on it <laughs> like my head, that. My head's gone to a weird place but you're talking about obviously giving a photo to your dad and then I'm imagining... Of their penis, like here you go, mum. Like, <laughs> no, no, you horrible person. That's where my brain went. Can't help it. Anyway, I wouldn't want a cast of my ass on display. Like, I see my ass in the mirror every morning. <laughs> well, this this becomes vaguely relevant because actually now she doesn't do dicks anymore. Okay, uh, but since the year two thousand, uh, she has started to cast female artist breasts. So uh, she, the first person who agreed to that was Susie Gardner from L7. She also has a uh, Letitia from Stereo Lab. Cool. Got her breasts. Peaches, got hers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Karen O, the AAS. Yeah, pretty cool. I then enjoy as well on the list of the ones she's got. <laughs> the last three are all hers. <laughs> well, no, well done. Just but, but but that's the thing. I, think, I suppose if you're doing it as a statement or an art, that piece of art and. Stuff like that is fine. She can happily. Oh, for sure. I think it's super cool. Mold but yeah, anything, so I mean, yeah. yeah. If she, I mean, if we were ever famous enough that she would care to get a mold of one of our breasts, would you be up for it? Just the one. Just the <laughs> mold one. Well, body. I enjoy the fact so each person on the list is down twice because it is an individual mold of each breast that she does. Oh, okay. It's not a. It, so you obviously you get a pair. I know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say no to it, but what I was saying was just I wouldn't, you wouldn't then, want to keep it. I wouldn't need to keep that in my house to look at it. Like, well, to be fair, if she did it, she would keep it. It'd be well, part of her collection. Well, yeah, it'd be part of her collection. I wouldn't care about that. If it's, like, something that's part of something else that's not, like... I don't know, for me, if I... It would be, like, me commissioning a painting of myself and hanging it. That would just feel so egotistical. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, I know people do do that. and For sure. They also I mean, commission pictures each, of their pets and each to their things. own, and you can you yeah. can commission it yourself as well. Mm. So, how much uh, is commission? So, uh, on her website, I first of all I just enjoyed the advert on her website for it. Okay, her website is also brilliant in general. You should go search Cynthia Plasticast and find her website. I'm not even going to tell you why it's brilliant. Just do it. Okay, <clears throat> there's just a, let's just say there's some entertaining animation on on the train tomorrow this is on my laptop i will the whole be looking thing at this in front of all the commuters it's yeah. fantastic definitely do it in as public a place as you possibly can okay um so yeah so the ad on her website a website basically says how would you like to have your breasts molded by the master uh and she says no dicks just tits she doesn't do dicks anymore <laughs> fantastic um, and uh it will cost you the grand total of five hundred dollars that's not that expensive you know 250 you- a tip I thought you were going to say, uh, I mean, I'm still not going to pay for it for your birthday, but you know. Uh, Damn it, that's where I was going with this. <laughs> and then I want it to be on the wall down here in the studio. Which brings me on to, if you want Carrie's boobs <laughs> in your what? house, you can pay you $500. Need to head over. We're going to have this as a tier in our Patreon okay. account that you can, you can pay this and then you can have them 
my actual breasts. A cast. <laughs> we'll decapitate. No. Um, <laughs> I'm no, they not will be on, your actual breasts. I'm not on board with any of this, <sighs> just so you know. Um, not that I'm sure that matters in this band. I don't feel like I really get to say. <laughs> just get exploited left, right and central. Um, so anyway, let's bring this to some sort of conclusion that isn't to do with my breasts being removed. <laughs> <laughs> So um, she did eventually manage to do uh, an exhibition um, in the Soho neighbourhood of New York City in a gallery in the year 2000, um, as well as again uh, seven years later at the MoMA in PS1, MoMA PS1 in Queens. So she did eventually get to do sort of an exhibition of the 50 or so that she has. Um, And then in terms of her sort of legacy, if you like, uh, in 2001, there is a documentary made about her called Plastercaster, which I've not managed to track down to watch yet. But um, I will do that because I'm sure it's very, very interesting. I think she rocks. I she, think yeah, totally. I think she's great. And she seems like a total character. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to meet her. I think that she well, seems Josh, great. Well, Josh, Josh from the radio yeah. show today said that he knows her and then we have to sort out a chat on air. And I'm We like, should definitely amazing. do that. Um, yeah. So she contributed also to a BBC Three documentary in 2005 called My Penis and I which was made by a British filmmaker uh, about his anxiety over his nine centimetre erect penis. I've missed that one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know when that one happened, but another one that might be worth tracking down. Uh, She also inspired at least two songs. Mm -hmm. Um, Five Short Minutes by Jim Croce. Croce? I don't really know what that name is. I don't know that one. And Plastercaster by Kiss. Okay. Uh, And she's also mentioned in... Momus' song, the penis song, um, and in a Latigra song, Nanny Nanny Boo Boo. <gasps> I didn't know that, really? Yeah, she's mentioned. So oh. this, is, this is the lyric. The lyric is, we're like boys, just ask her, dick's done by C.P. Caster. No way. Yeah. You know when you just sing lyrics and yeah, you yeah, just yeah, don't yeah, really yeah, yeah. think about what it means? Yeah, so she's uh, she's mentioned in Nanny Nanny Boo Boo by Latigra. Oh. How cool is that? That's really cool. Uh, so yeah, super interesting. I liked that. Crazy lady. I got to talk about penises a lot, which made me quite happy. So mm. that's that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay, so I suppose we have to wrap this up. We do have a bonus episode. We're going to head on over to the lock-in, which means we're going to actually just press stop on this and press record again for a new track. <laughs> and then just talk and ramble even more than we have oh, already. Oh, no, there's, there's a bonus track on there that Ooh. people need to hear. Oh, yeah. That's a, a secret bug eyes song with cryptic oh it's special messages it's definitely got some secret messages in there yeah so um the podcast is free and you can access it on acast.com if you're listening to it you already are accessing it um and like we said before if you do have a suggestion for a story or a band do email us at rockpoprambles at gmail.com also if you notice we've got anything wrong which we probably have feel free to let us know we'll do a little corrections corner and if you want access to bonus content, which is not just bonus content as in a bonus podcast episode, but we also have music, photos and other such things over at Patreon. So if you subscribe, it's a massive help to us. Um, it helps us continue to do things like this, a podcast, because it does actually cost us money to do it. Um, and then also recording music and going on tour and that sort of stuff. So every penny helps in all of that. And we will hopefully be rewarding you with lots of good stuff in return. So I suppose, should we go to the lock-in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, over and out. Bye-bye. <laughs>